to the Lady Preacher Podcast, a podcast for the progressive Christian, where we talk about an all-loving God, an embodied Christ, and an ever-moving spirit. Dive right in as we wrestle with what it means to live out our faith in the world. Hello, my friend. Happy Advent. Welcome to the Lady Preacher Podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Kelsey Beebe, and I am so grateful that you are here. Thank you for taking time out of your day to be in a spirit of worship and prayer, especially during such a busy season. Before we dive in, I just want to say that this will be our second to last episode. We have another interview coming this week before we take a bit of a break for the holidays. We will be back in January, of course, with more interviews and episodes, and I am looking forward to that time with you. But in the meantime, we're taking a holiday break, and hopefully that will give us all time to rest and catch up. I want to be sure, if you haven't already, that you go to dancingpastor.org and get yourself an Advent devotional. It was co-written with one of our very first guests, Reverend Delaney Schlake-Cruz. It comes as a PDF download and is only $5. And while you're there, while you're on the website, be sure to sign up to get our devotional emails. They come out every Monday morning. And I, my friend, am the queen of the unsubscribe button. So I promise you will not get bombarded with a bunch of emails from me. Just a little scripture and reflection on Monday mornings. And then the occasional announcement about an event and I promise I mean occasional as in like maybe two or three times a year, you will get an extra email. So I promise Monday mornings, you will receive one email from me. It's a devotional. It's a quick, easy read and just a way to start your week off in the right direction, centered in scripture and prayer. Okay, my friends, as we dive in today, I also just want to say thank you. I'm recording this the day before Thanksgiving, and just this morning, we hit 10,000 downloads. You all, this community, all the people listening, you are such a true gift. Every time that you share an episode with a friend, every review you've given on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, all of it really, really, really helps. So thank you so much. None of this would truly be possible without you. And so with that being said, I hope you have a beautiful holiday season and I look forward to being with you in January. Happy Advent and when it comes, Merry Christmas. As we enter into our scripture reflections today, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I will be reading three shorter passages today. One is from Psalm 80, verse 3. The other is the Gospel of Mark, chapter 13, verses 24 through 27. And the last will be Isaiah 64, verses 1 through 9. These are actually the scriptures that many churches around the world are reading on the first Sunday of Advent. So I invite you to listen to these as if So many people are hearing it with you. And I'll begin by first reading Psalm 80, verse 3. The psalmist writes, Restore us, O God. Let your face shine, that we may be saved. 
And Jesus said in the gospel, according to Mark chapter 13, but in those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the son of man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. And lastly, I read to you from the prophet Isaiah chapter 64, verses one through nine. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down so that the mountains would quake at your presence as when the fire kindles brushwood and the fire causes water to boil to make your name known to your adversaries so that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down the mountains quaked at your presence. From ages past, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who works for those who wait for him. You meet those who gladly do right, those who remember you in your ways. But you were angry and we sinned. Because you hid yourself, we transgressed. We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a filthy cloth. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, take us away. There is no one who calls on your name or attempts to take hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us into the hand of our iniquity. Yet, O Lord, you are our good parent. We are the clay and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be exceedingly angry, O Lord, and do not remember iniquity forever. And now consider, we are all your people. Here ends our readings. I invite you to be in a spirit of prayer with me. Beloved and creating God, I ask that you be present with all those who are listening today. May your Advent and Christmas spirit fill them with all hope and joy in believing. Be with us today, O oh God, as we hear these words of lament in our readings and guide us to understand what you are saying to us through them. Open our ears, open our minds, open our hearts and fill our wells today. Amen. Entering into this time of Advent, I have never quite truly understood why the texts for this time have been so lamenting why they're about hardship and chaos and struggle and feeling as if God has hidden God's face from us. Isaiah says, oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. The psalmist says, restore us, O Lord of hosts. Let your face shine on us that we may be saved. And then Jesus in the gospel of Mark describes what it is like. The sun will be darkened. The moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from heaven. One commentator I read for this week described it as a state of godless catastrophe. 
And that's kind of what our world is like right now. Is it not a state of godless catastrophe? It feels like God has hidden God's face. We're wondering where God is in the midst of all of this hardship that is happening. All the bad news we feel like we keep getting day after day after day. And we're left wondering, where are you, oh God? Here we are waiting for you, oh God. If you would but tear open the heavens and come down, oh God. Fix it, Jesus. We are now waiting for God joining in the company of all of our ancestors who throughout history have waited for God. You would think by now that we would be experts at waiting for God, but we're not. We're not. I don't know about you, but I am feeling impatient. I want God to come down, take this virus away, heal the sick, feed the hungry, make it better, God. But like I said, we are joining the company of all our ancestors who have waited for God. The Hebrew people who were enslaved by the Egyptians. Where are you, O God? Free us. Or then once they are freed, as the Hebrew people wander in the wilderness for 40 years, saying, why did we even leave? Why did you draw us out here? Where have you gone? Oh God, where are you in the wilderness? They get so impatient that they make a golden calf and start to worship it because where is God in the hardship, in the wilderness, in the chaos, in the hunger, in the struggling? And then once they do get to their land, eventually the Babylonian empire exiles them, ruins their temple, and they're left wondering, where is God? If God is not in the temple, where is God? How do we be God's people here in exile? And then in Jesus's time during Roman occupation, wondering where is God again Free us, oh God, from this oppression. But then even after Jesus's time with Paul and the disciples, after Jesus has died and risen again, and now they're wondering, when is he coming back? When is this second coming? And they're waiting and they're waiting and they're waiting. Where is Jesus? But even beyond our biblical times, plagues and wars and depressions and hardships, where is God? Where are you, oh God? If you would just tear open those heavens, if you would just let your face shine so that we may be saved. But those words of Jesus from the gospel of Mark say, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from heaven. And it is this chaos that is our sign that God is near. When we are feeling impatient and worried about where God is, we join in this everlasting chorus. But then Christ reminds us that in this darkness and chaos, we can still find God. And so why, why do we start this season, this Advent season in lament? By naming the chaos and the hardship and the suffering, by saying to God, where are you? And I think it's because God invites us to tell the truth about how things are. 
To tell the truth about how it is on earth is not how it is in heaven. To be honest and admit how desperate we are for good news, how desperately we need God, how much we long to see God's face, to admit we need our creator. To admit that no, everything is not okay and be honest about that. We like to say everything's fine. We've got it under control when in reality, we really don't, (laughs) right? Everything is not fine. We do not have everything under control. If I were God watching this and hearing us say, oh, we've got it all under control. I think God would say, yeah, sure. Okay. No, you don't. You know, my my grandmother used to always watch Dr. Phil every afternoon. And if she missed an episode, she always recorded it. And so when I would visit her, we would watch Dr. Phil in the afternoons. And there was something he always said almost to every single guest. And he would say, you cannot fix a problem until you admit and acknowledge that there is a problem. This time of Advent, this lamenting is an invitation to tell the truth, to admit Yeah, we do have a problem. No, everything's not fine. This lamenting gives us permission to admit that. It tells us it is okay to feel like God is absent. It is okay to feel desperate for hope and long for good news. It is okay to lament. It is okay to cry out like Isaiah, God, if you would but render those heavens and come down and fix it. But also, my friends, in this truth telling, in this longing for God to come down, we are also reminded that we are a people of waiting. It reminds us that God doesn't just show up on a magic carpet riding in whenever we want writing in whenever we call saying, fix it. God doesn't just show up with a toolbox when we need it. Fixing it the way we want it to be fixed, doing it the way we want. If Christmas is anything, it reminds us that God shows up in the most unexpected ways, in the most unexpected places. We wanted a savior with a sword and a shield, and yet we get a small child, a small baby who comes from a meek and lowly family, born out of wedlock. It is a reminder that as we wait, there is a sacredness in that waiting as well, as we look for God in those unexpected places. Advent is this time of waiting, an invitation to stop rushing, an invitation to live and bask in the not yetness, to stop seeking quick fixes and trust that all the good and necessary things are truly worth waiting for and come through the darkness. We have to walk through the darkness of the tunnel to get to the light at the other end. We cannot skip that part. Or think of seeds, the way seeds buried in the cold of winter below the soil, that is where they crack before they will then spring forth in May and April and June. Or think of babies, they grow in the darkness of the womb. 
We are in this time of darkness and of waiting, the time of not yet. That time where it feels like the moon isn't shining and the stars are falling from the heavens where everything just doesn't feel right. But it is in these places that life happens. Life happens in the time of not yet. Life happens in the in-betweenness. Life isn't just the milestones. It's in the in-between. That is the fascia, the connective tissue. Because it is in this time that we wait and prepare and learn and live. We tend to lead our lives by milestones, but that's not where the goodness is. And so I invite you during this time of Advent not to focus so much on December 25th, but to focus here and now in this moment. Slow down, listen, pray, tell the truth about how you're feeling, wait, and trust. Trust that something is growing in this time. Trust that out of the darkness, a light will shine. Something beautiful and tender and loving and joyful is being formed. Out of this darkness, out of this void, God is creating something, something beautiful, something that will save the world, is growing and waiting to be born. God bless you, my friend. Happy Advent, Merry Christmas, and I'll see you at the new year. Go in peace. Amen. My friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so grateful for you. Without you, this ministry would not be possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. The Lady Preacher podcast is part of a nonprofit called Dancing Pastor Ministries. And you can find us online at dancingpastor.org or join the community by finding us on Facebook at Dancing Pastor Ministries. If you would like to be a part of supporting this podcast, there are many ways you can do that without giving monetarily. You can share our posts on social media, send an episode to a friend, or just leave a review. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so at dancingpastor.org slash give. My friend, you are a gift. Thank you for being here and God bless.